Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Here today with Andrew Bowering. He is the CEO of Prime Mining. How are you doing? I'm good. Yourself? Good. Welcome good. to London. Thank you very much. So you must have been here for one-to-one Mines and Money, all of the above, and a bit more, have you? I came in for Mines and Money. I was in right. the South US prior to that. Right. And you bouncing around London, talking to other people as well? I am. I am. I've had four days so far and a couple more to go. Fantastic. Okay. So relatively new story. Um, which was brought to our attention a couple of months ago. I wanted to speak to you about it. So when you kick off, give us a one-minute summary, and then we'll kind of get into it. All right. Yeah, Prime Mining came public September 3rd of this year. We're a collection of uh, mining executives that have built many mines before, some capital markets guys that know how to fund them, and some local Mexicans that uh, know how to operate. We've come together to build a new gold mine in western Mexico and hope to do it in the next two years. Okay. So that's pretty ambitious. Yeah. Okay, well, let's, let's talk about that a bit. Okay, so I'm, again, I always, always say to the, you know our subscribers and followers, you know, try and understand the way that the management team thinks. So, can you describe, if you can, the, your business plan? What are you setting out to do? Because I, I, I did have the pleasure of hearing you do a pitch battle yesterday at Minds and Money, which you won. Yeah. Um, so, can you give us a bit of that? The main asset that Prime has is called Los Reyes, and it's a well-studied but underappreciated gold deposit right. that's had over 20 million US spent on it in 20 some odd years. It's been through PFS once, it went through PEA as a full grind, full CIL plant. Yeah. It's had a lot of study, it's had a lot of drilling, it's had a lot of MET testing. Why? Well, a company had it in the 1990s, they took it all the way to PFS yeah. it, as an open pit heap leach. Uh, at 325 gold, it made it through PFS, but in 1999, gold hit 250 an ounce. And that's a significant drop from 325 uh, with a big balloon payment on the property. They just, and of course, that was a bad time post Briex, so they didn't fund it and right. they lost control of it. Right. Was this, was this a core project for them? Or? It was a core project for right. them. Okay. I, I remember that stock falling from $2 down to about 10 cents when they lost this project. And right. well, it was a tough time. It was a tough time. Right. Then, so, it, then, then it comes along Vista Gold. Vista picks it up, but they only get half. Another company called Grand Crew gets the other half. Right. So they stared at each other for three years, um, not doing anything. Mm. In that same amount of time, Vista Gold picked up Mount Todd in Australia, which is an eight, nine million ounce gold deposit. Mm. Tough as hell. I mean, that thing has been had, it's broken picks of a couple of mining companies already and, and, it, and Vista's struggling with it. But, but that's hindsight now. Um, they're focusing on Mount Todd. During that period, uh, Grand Cru goes bankrupt. Vista picks up the rest of Los Reyes, the asset we have. Mm -hmm. And... And then in 2011, gold has run all the way to 1900 US an ounce, and now they can't overlook Las Reyes. So they come in quick, they hire Tetra Tech, they spend a quick $8 million putting in some drill holes, doing a new resource calculation. They get a million ounces in the resource. They do a PEA on it mm -hmm. to a uh, grind, full CIL, um, uh, gravity circuit, tailings compound. But it's about 150 million capex to build and about 30 million in sustaining costs. During that two year period, gold dropped 300 something dollars an ounce. They're bleeding a lot of cash into Australia at Mount Todd. Mm. And so now they figure the best they can do is sell it to get their money back out. Right. The company that we got it from made a deal with them to buy it out. They made a deal for 6 million US to buy it outright with a 1% NSR, four payments of a million and a half bucks. They made the first payment in 2017. 
didn't have the money in 2018 to make the second payment. Mm -hmm. Paid 150,000 to stretch it six months. That's when I entered the picture. They only had 1.8 million Canadian in the bank. They had 30 days to make a million and a half US payment. Couldn't make it. So uh, me, along with a couple other friends, put up $2 million, made the payment and got control of it. And so the upshot of all that is that we have the deal with Vista. We've made four and a half million dollars in payments towards the six million. Mm -hmm. We have one more payment remaining in October of 2021, one and a half million dollars, and then it's ours outright with a 1% NSR to Vista Gold. Got it. So, so, that, so that's the background. That's the background. So give me some, I need a plan here. What are you gonna do with it? What's, what, what's, what are you thinking about? Well, well, the interesting thing about Los Reyes is that there's a lot of geologists out there and engineers and people that know the asset well that will tell you it could have a million and a half to two million ounces. Mm -hmm. And that because only seven kilometers of 17 known strike have been drilled off and it's never been drilled deeper than 180 meters and blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of reasons right. to want to go make it bigger. But what do you know? I've got a bunch in my group that are miners. They want to put it into production. There's some really, it's, it's an oxide deposit. It's got a okay. starter pit of 3.4 grams. Hmm. It's just begging to be, why go spend $5 million to $8 million making it bigger when we can do that with cash flow out of the mine? Put it in production now, get it paid back. Right. And, and so there's the plan. That's the plan. the plan. You're going to not build out a resource here. You know, it's, it has potential to be big, you know, neurology and closeology, et cetera. But you're saying right now we know we can monetize some of this going, you know, and get us going. Is that, that's the thinking? Exactly. There, there's 530,000 ounces, well-modeled, well-established, 530,000 ounces of gold and 10 million ounces of silver, an oxide deposit sitting at surface that's ready to go. You can put that into a mine in just over 24 months, producing 65 to 70,000 ounces annually. Right. And you can do it cheap. Okay. So to do that, you're going to need to know, do you know everything you need to know in terms of the ore body to be able to do that? Or is there still a little bit more work to do? We, we know most of it now, but we're doing our own models. We have our own mine site software. Right. We've, we've put all of the drill holes into that software. And, and we're currently modeling the deposit right now. But while we were doing that, we realized that there was never any surface geology done on this project. The, the guys that drilled meaning, it- Meaning what? What does that mean? Well, the guys that drilled it off in the 90s and then the early 2000s just drilled out from where they, where they saw adits at surface. Mm -hmm. And so because they could see that the ore was there, they uh, or that the mineralized structures were at surface, they didn't bother to trench them so there was no coordinated surface program and the the problem with that is that when you build a wireframe block model of your ore body if you don't have you can only stretch out from a known point resource calculation is estimation it's not calculations exactly. so you you put a couple points in a ore body or in a in a mineral structure and then you can extrapolate out from those Hmm. by certain confidence levels. My point in this is that none of the drilling was within 80 meters of surface. So you can't, even though you can stand on outcrops and know it's mineralized, you can't really block model that without a service data point. Right. We're doing that right now. Okay. So our resource, so we're gonna deliver a new resource to the market. Forget the 530,000 ounces okay. of gold that we know is there. We're gonna deliver one in the next 45 days. 
It's likely going to be bigger than what the market knows now. And, and it's also going to not just be bigger, but it's going to sit at surface. So now we're going to reduce the stripping ratios mm -hmm. and more mineable tons, more recoverable ounces. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Before we move on to that, because that, yeah. that, that's kind of fascinating. Um, you put up 1.8 million bucks of your and your buddy's money. Yeah. What did, what did you know when you did that? I mean, do you just, is this a well, bet for you? Or no, you I've, I've been a shareholder of Minera Alamos for three years. I know that they're bright guys. Mm. They, they were a merger with Corex. They had three good assets. And, and when we looked at the asset, we ran models on it right away. Cause there's, like I said, there's been 20 some odd years of study. It's all public domain. Right. We started to run our own models and realized that there was an opportunity to, to make a mine out of it right now, run with a seven year mine life, get it up and running for not a lot of money. Yeah. And then, and then, um, and then, and then use cash flows to extend it out. And it's, it, yeah. This is one of those things that can, you start it up with a seven year plan, but 25 years later, you're still throwing rock on no, a pad. Yeah, I, I, I get that. So, so yeah. just, just finish off, because I always think it's interesting to see where the genesis of these things is. So you, you, you know the Minera uh, Armos guys, okay. Yeah. Um, why didn't they do this? Well, they're busy. You, on what? It, what are it, they doing? Well, they're building Santana. So, and that's the interesting thing, because they own 17% of us. And if you got them in this room right now, they would probably tell you, that two years down the road, we, we might merge to make a mid-tier. Okay. They're doing the same thing we are. They're just yeah. doing it a little earlier. Da um, Darren Conagen came from Argonaut. He's now there and he's going to build Santana. They announced their mining permit about three months ago mm. and they're advancing Santana. So I, I'm gonna suspect that a, a year, a year and a half from now, Santana will be in operation, okay. doing, doing much the same thing as Prime. But they just couldn't, there's no way they could get to Los Reyes in time and, and, they, and they really needed to make that payment. They couldn't stretch it out anymore. Right, okay, so right. They're, they're a year ahead of you, but they're kind of, they're, um, there's something that you would look at in terms of understanding the way you should go about developing your asset. Without a doubt. Okay, so let's, let's get, in, let's get into, into some of the numbers first of all, if I, okay. if I may. So you guys have put some money in, you've committed, you've made four and a half million bucks of payment, another million bucks, a million and a half bucks. And when you say end of 2021? Yes. Right, okay, so what money are you going to need to take this forward for the next year. So we're financed through this resource, new resource we're gonna deliver and through the PA that right. we're going to do. And we haven't even talked about that yet, but- Right, but, we will. But we, but we are financed through to mid next year. How did you do that? When did you do that? We came public with a $8.7 million financing right. that, that we did in, uh, it closed August of this year. Right, so uh, break that down for me. How are you gonna spend that? Well, we're spending, well, we spent, uh, $2 million of it, we gave to Vista to make that $1.5 million payment. Mm -hmm. We talked about how I put up the $2 million privately back in, mm -hmm. in March and April. Mm -hmm. I put up a million of it and two other gents put up a half a million mm -hmm. each. So we paid them back out of that financing too. They're, they're arm's length from the company and I thought it was a good idea to pay them back and so did my board. Right. Um, pay yourself back? No, okay. I still hold the note with the company and uh, because I'm non-arm's length, I'm a big shareholder and I just thought it was better for the company yep. that we not do it cool. at the okay. time. So what else is spending um, that money on? Uh, and so, um, and then we start, we had to buy some equipment for down there. So mm -hmm. a couple of trucks, a couple of quads to work on the property, modeling software. Uh, and then um, 
striking a deal with the local ajito, cleaning up the roads, getting what, what, back what's in. The ajito is the local communal group that has the surface access rights, and, and much like First Nations in in Canada and in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And so, you have to have a deal with them to be able to access the ground for exploration and you have to have a deal with them to be able to profit from it, to exploit it, to mine it. Um, it our deal with them was very simple. They wanted a cash payment, then they wanted us to help them clean up some roads and they wanted us to haul some water during the dry season. So for us, uh, well, the first time we went into the property, the 35 kilometer distance from Kosala into the site took four hours. Now you can imagine that that's not going to work well for our crews either. Like if, if it's a four hour drive in and a four hour drive out, you're yeah. only going to, in a 12 hour work day, you're only getting four hours yeah. of work on the ground and that's not efficient for my company. Mm. So, so it made sense for us to clean up the roads too. So we cleaned up the roads. Now the drive in is an hour and 20 minutes. Nice. Now we get three hours of drive time and, and eight or nine hours of work. Much better for us. Mm -hmm. Great for the members of the Ejido because their communities are all on that road. So they had the same troubles too. Uh, there's two dry months a year in the summertime. We're going to be hauling water for the mine anyway during those two months. Mm -hmm. And so we'll happily haul them water. That's not much of an expense to us either. The annual cash payments to the Ejido have been set the same for the last 10 or 15 years and they were $7,500 annually. That's it. Uh, we settled with them to give them $10,000 a month, or sorry, $10,000 a year, 10% uh, um, uh, right of inflation increase every year, and then we agreed to double that payment when we hit production. Okay. So it's a, it's a very minimal cost but it keeps everybody happy. And, and there was a couple other members of the Ejido that had little concerns. There's a corn farmer that has a small patch of corn. I, I don't think he makes much money doing it. Um, we just said, hey, you know what? If we put a road right through there, we'll pay you happily for your corn for the rest of your life. Right, okay. Come and work with us. Same, but that's, that must be a big thing. They're employing a lot of the people in their area as well. It, that's, it, that's going must be important for them. It is, we've got four crews uh, each run by one geologist doing some surface work right now on there and each crew has four guys with shovels digging and three sampling guys and so there's 28 guys in there that didn't have a job before that are right that are that are working and, and that's all part of it and it's you know it's so got to work for everybody you work for everyone so, so how does that relationship work you, you've got you must have a guy at the top of this or, a, or is it a committee or is it, how does it work well we have a local country manager that helps resolve all of the local right. association things that we need to deal with. And so, and we have a couple other guys, um, like we have an engineering firm, an environmental engineering firm in Mazatlan that's working on the permitting. We have an operations manager and an assistant in Kosala that work on all of our procurement and our expediting and, and coordinating of all our samples coming in and coming out. The first thing people think about when you're in Sinaloa is oh, the Sinaloa cartel. This is gonna be yep. interesting. We're in the southern part mm -hmm. of Sinaloa. We're about four hours away from Mazatlan, the beautiful resort town mm -hmm. that everybody goes to. But, but we're 30 kilometers away from Kosala. Right. Kosala is a, a 9,500 population town that's um, defined by the Mexican government as a Pueblo Magico. And that means it's a beautiful place to go look at the Mexican way of living and the architecture. And it's an absolute beautiful town. It's mm -hmm. wonderful. Mm -hmm. We're personal friends with the mayor and, yep. and it's a great spot. More importantly, 
there is no cannabis or no poppy growing around our region and there are no cartel corridors. Yeah. We're in a, we're in a safe place. There are several other big mining companies that operate yeah. around the region. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's a pretty comfortable spot to work. Um, yeah. And so, um, mining friendly region for sure. You've got mm -hmm. Chesapeake gold within 90 kilometers, American silver operates there. Yeah. McEwen mining is in the region. Yes, yeah, some, some big players around it, but I just yeah. need to discuss it because people look at that and well, go, oh boy. Yeah. But the reality is it's very, very well-known mining area. Yeah, and, 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 and then you've got to look at this team. Like this team's built seven mines in Mexico. We, we, we will. Let's, so. I want to finish off the money first. I want to finish off the money. So you, you, you kind of broken, broken down how you're going to spend that money. What does that get you? So you've got, it, it takes you out of you know, 12, 18 months, I'm guessing. Yeah, we, the money should last us till about next summer. Okay. Um, so okay. because we've got some of it budgeted for a little bit of drilling, mm -hmm. we've got some of it budgeted for surface work, mm -hmm. and then we've got a bunch of it budgeted for geology and engineering. Right. And uh, we currently have about four million in the bank. So our whole management team that takes salaries swapped out their first year salary into equity at the company at thirty cents a share. Okay. Very good. I don't take a salary. I don't accrue a salary. Interesting. Um, and so we don't have this big salary burn. So, so most of the money we have goes towards advancing the project. I like and that. We, we might spend a little bit of money yep. on marketing just to, to keep liquidity sure. up and sure. keep shareholders happy. But, and but informed, outside, okay. Yeah. I like that. And that's, then, un, that's unusual. Okay. And outside of that, it pretty well all goes into the ground and, and into the engineering of it. Okay. So, so, so next summer, what are you sitting at? What, what are you sitting with that you can use to have conversations with people about, like, say, if you do another raise, you're going to say, we've, we've, here's what we know now, which we didn't know then. What's it look like? Well, we'll by then we have um, well we have our surface access rights mm -hmm. from the local Ejido. We can talk more about that. We have the new resource calculation that comes out, right. and 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 I don't know. I mean, I'm going to project that it's going to be around seven hundred thousand ounces. It may be more. Um, we'll see. It's about forty five days away now. Mm -hmm. uh, then we will have our permitting well underway. We start our permitting in December, so we're a week away from starting permitting. So that's a regular process in Mexico, well-trodden path. So how long does that take? It takes anywhere from 12 to 14 months, typically. Right. Great examples of it are Silvercrest. Silvercrest announced their PEA in May of this year and their mine permit in July. Uh, our 17% uh, shareholder, Monero Alamos, took 14 months Okay. to permit uh, Santana and announced that three months ago. So okay. about, about a 12 to 14 month process. Okay. There's a regular mining or reasonable jurisdiction to do business in. It, it's one of the easiest okay. places around to mine. You don't need a mining plan to get a mining permit. What you mm -hmm. need to know is your land uses, mm -hmm. how many hectares you're going to disturb, what you're going to disturb them doing, what chemicals you're using on them, and, mm -hmm. and, and that's pretty well it. And then they, they determine a tax structure based on that. Okay. Okay. So, we're also going to have the PEA by that time next year. Okay. So we are going to do a PEA uh, to PFS levels. So the only reason that we'll call it a PEA is because we're going to include a little bit of the inferred right. resource in it. But we will get two contractor quotes for every piece of equipment, minimum two bids on every process that we plan to employ. And we'll have it very detailed out and scoped out. Right. When I was in banking, you, you would 
I wouldn't finance on a PEA. You think that can be can be? I know you're doing it to PRS level, but if it's a PEA, are people going to finance that? We think so. We've already had a couple of Mexican banks approach us, and and keep in mind that this is only going to be about a fourteen million dollar capex build. Okay. We're we're not we're not coming and looking for the hundred and eighty or two hundred million that you would need to build a full CIL grind gravity. Oh, interesting. We're, so tell us about what do you get for fourteen million bucks? Well, you get a open pit heat bleach, mm-hmm. and it's really simple. We're going to employ Mexican contractors or mm-hmm. Spanish, one of, the, one of the companies that contracts in the region is Peel. Mm-hmm. They're a Spanish company, mm-hmm. but they're contract miners. So we won't buy our own rolling stock. We'll employ them to mine it, right. crush it, yeah. and deliver it to us. Then we will agglomerate it using cement and a cyanide spray stack it on our leach pad and run our own carbon recovery circuit. Then we will ship pregnant carbon out of country to have it stripped or we'll sell the carbon as an offtake. We don't plan on putting in an ADR plant. That saves several million dollars. It also eliminates that security risk of pouring Doré in quiet parts of the country. Um, And and yeah, and saves that multi-millions of dollars. So you don't need a lot of capital to do what we're planning on doing. We're, we're not going to pour a lot of concrete. Right. It, it's a it's a very simple procedure. Okay, so obviously Gold's done what it's done the latter half of this this year. It's great for people who are producing. If you're going to get into production relatively quickly, gold price holds, that's great. Have you got any sense of what you're going to be able to produce at? I know you haven't done the numbers, you know where you're going to be. I know, and you probably haven't made an announcement to the market yet, but can you give a sense of where you're at? We can. Um, We would like to get the number under 600. Are we going to? Wow. Yeah, I don't know that for sure, but but we've modeled it three different ways now, and it's it's under $650 to, to to produce, to produce a gold in the carbon. Right. Then there's a cost to stripping the gold and the carbon. Right. So, so we're, 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 okay. So I know all, you can't get into it yet, but that that's pretty low. This is this is pr- probably twice the average grade of an open pit heap leach in Mexico. This is a 1.7 gram oxide deposit that's right. at surface. It, it 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 it's probably three times the average operating grade of heap leaches in in Nevada. Right. And and it pays back fast. It spits out a lot of cash. Well, well, tell us about that. You spent, you spent, well, you're going to spend 14 million bucks at some point in the future. We know what you spent to date. What is the kind of payback that you're thinking about here? Again, don't want to push you, but give us an idea. We've run several different models. We've run models from as low as a $14 million capex with a single stage crush, no agglomeration or single agglomeration uh, and no ADR plant, uh, just um, having carbon stripped in Idaho, mm-hmm. all the way up to a three-stage crush, some of our own rolling stock, mm-hmm. and, um, and 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 ha- and running an ADR plant mm-hmm. and pouring our own dory on site, and that was about a thirty-five million dollar capex. Right. We think that the risk profile is best served, or shareholders are best served by keeping it very simple and build a Ford truck, not a Cadillac. If you pardon the expression, sure. but. Um, and so, um, pretty confident it's going to come in all all in under seven hundred dollars an ounce cash costs. Interesting. That's very interesting yeah. in this market. In very this market. very interesting. So, this, so it will throw off a lot of net cash for you. 
we, we, we modeled it at 1250 gold because that's what we bought it at. So. Right. And obviously we got to, you know, this is potentially a couple of years out. So we need to, you know, have that in mind when we're, 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 we're talking here, right? Okay. So you're talking about the starter pit still there or are you talking about the life of the resource which you that you know about at the moment? The life of the resource. So our, our best guess is at the end of the day, it um, um, it's about a 1.6 gram deposit. Right. Um, and, and the head grade by the time we're all said and done, because you're going to have a little bit of dilution, our head grade might be 1.4 grams okay. that, reaches, that reaches the leach pad. Life of mine as we know it now. But there is a 3.4 gram starter pit. That's what I'm talking about. I want to say that. That, that's going to impact the, the economics real quick for you. So that, can we get back into that? Yeah. You're spending 14 million bucks. So there's a there's a deposit that sits at surface called San Miguel. It, it's the closest to the halt to the planned haul road to where the pit or sorry to where the leach pad's going to be and the operations will be. It, it's a half a million tons of 3.4 gram oxide sitting at surface. Hmm. Um, it, it's open. A long strike in two directions. It's open at depth. We we think that there's a little bit up on top too because of the lack of surface trenching, and uh, and that pays back capital in less than six months. It's right. that fast. That that is fast. And, the, and then it's a case of accruing, accruing cash to be able to, to to what end to then get into the rest of the resource and get into exploration and again let's move on and talk about what's, what's next in the plan how are you going to deliver it who's doing it okay um yeah you got to look at our team our team's a, a very successful team yes, please the executive chair of the company is dan coons mm -hmm. dan has had a f storied career he was ceo of ivanhoe mines he was ceo of mk gold he runs a mine engineering firm out of Boise, Idaho. He's a, a mining engineer and an accountant. And uh, is he active? Yeah. Dan spent three weeks out of the last two months on site. Okay. Dan's extremely active. His engineering firm is busy in Idaho daily on this project. And um, and and the other significant thing and, about and has he put cash in? And Dan has put cash in. Right. Dan's okay. a significant shareholder of the company. Okay. Uh, all of our board put equity into the last financing round at 30 cents a share. In fact, our, our insider group controls about 45 to 50% of the company and has, about really? eight, and has about $8 million tied up in the company. Oh, wow. All at the current market price. Okay, again, that's impressive. Yeah. Right. And the, and the obviously people are going to be trying to hold on to that. That may cause liquidity issues in the future, but I guess... How do you deal with that? Because it's another another thing that always fascinates me when you you've got large swathes of a company controlled by a few insiders. Um, you concerned about that, or do you think with with next raise dilution it'll even itself out? I, I don't know. You know, our market doesn't trade a lot of volume right now because we sure. we have tight control over it, and um, and 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 the last financing round that was done too is still under a hold period until the end of December. So, But you know what I mean, it's a good thing and yeah, a bad thing, right? It is, but us having a vested interest in it, us having, I mean, some of these guys swap their salary out for equity, like they're, they're, they're believers. They, oh, nice, yeah. We, yeah, that's so, what we, we, we've interviewed quite a few South, South American mm -hmm. stories with you know Canadian guys mm -hmm. and, who've done similar sorts of things, but I, I, as you grow, you're gonna, have, you're gonna have different sorts of problems, right? Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I didn't. I wanted to continue on about Dan. The other thing about Dan Coons that's significant here is that um, 
Dan is a founding director of Chesapeake Gold, and and Chesapeake Gold has a market cap of about six hundred million. It had a market cap of two billion in yeah, twenty eleven, and it has a deposit called Matates that's about ninety kilometers away from Los Reyes, and and I I don't know when it goes into production. You know, it, it's got twenty million ounces of gold, but they need five billion to build it. That's a big number. Yes. But but the significance is that Dan has been in the region for 15 years. He's right. very connected. And, and that's invaluable for us, for what we're planning on doing in that part of the world. Has been valuable, will be valuable. Absolutely. He's active. He got okay. us engaged with the mayor of Kosala two days after going public. Right. He was able to get 70 members of the local Ejido in a room for us two days after that, all voting in favor of giving us instant surface access rights so amazing who else yeah got? got greg liller greg liller's our coo fluent spanish speaking american geologist lives in tucson greg's built four mines in mexico he's been uh, ocampo was there from the first mm -hmm. discovery hole all the way through the twelve thousand tons a day open pit and the 2400 tons a day underground mm -hmm. uh, greg greg was part of the team that built uvio de oro magistral and uh, el cubo Spends two weeks of every month on site. In fact, I don't think Greg's taken a day off in the last four months. He was complaining okay. about that the other day. Complaining? Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, us guys that have been what's, around what's a little while. His, wants to see his family or something. Yeah, right? I don't know. Yeah, I, the guys I that know. have been around a while, we like to work. Yeah. And yeah. Well, we like to work. We like to work every day. We don't yeah. want to stop, but we like to complain about it too. Yeah, quite you right. Know? Quite right. Um, <laughs> so so you've got, you got a strong team there. A yeah. team with a track record of building mines, building uh, companies and returning shareholder value. I like yeah. that. Yeah. You put a lot of your own money in, 45% yeah. of the company held by insiders. So that's meaningful. And you take, a lot of you, I think all of you take in salaries and shares. That's really strong. It says a lot to me about what you believe you got here. Yeah. And, and you're, like I say, you've done it, you've done it before, you know what you're getting into. So what do you, what do you think the things which what are the things you worried about like what are things that could go wrong here for you can't all be good right we've thought about this a few times and um, maybe permitting takes a little longer than we planned but but we look at other companies and see that it's yeah. not really yeah. I mean maybe you get a government change and maybe things slow down a little bit but yeah. but we haven't seen that yet right we we know that the there's been enough met work done on it. We know that the gold recovers at 76% by mm. about 90 days into the cycle and, and slows down after that. We know the silver's low recovery, but we don't, we're not that concerned about that. Mm. Um, uh, we've seen two or three models on it already. We're really not that concerned about much. We, we're quite mm -hmm. confident that we're going to be able to put this into production. Our only, um, I guess if I, what keeps me up at night thinking about it is is how strong are the capital markets and at what price and how much dilution am I going to have to pay to get it into production? So it's just a cost of money question, but the That's same all. as everyone else is going to That's go all. through. Okay, but you're ways off from having to worry about that. I, the, the, the one thing I, I'm not quite sure I've heard and I'd like you to expand on is scale. We, we get you're going to get into production quickly. You're going to go after the high grade stuff and you've kind of got a resource, but it's not a huge resource. Some clues there about some people around you who may want to, you know, the Los Alamos guys. Uh, Alamos. Monero Alamos. Monero Alamos. <laughs> get that the right way around. Yeah. You know, people like that can come and have a conversation with you, but you want to have that conversation when you've kind of got a bit more going Meet on, the right? Road. Sure. So where, where's the scale come from? Well, 
uh, a few different places. So let's get let's get the operation into production as a as a heap leach. Mm -hmm. Let's get it paid back, yeah. and then let's start giving some money back to shareholders. Right. So they stay engaged, they're excited. Yeah. Small dividends would be great. And then let's put a little bit of that money into more development. And so typically in these epithermal systems like this one, you have higher grade shoots and lower grade shoots. Right. We know of one spot on the property called Mariposa that has 75,000 ounces at seven grams. It's a little bit of a steep area to open pit, mm. but would make for a great underground operation and it's wide open. Mm -hmm. So once the leach pad's up and paid back and people are happy and we're moving forward, now we bring in a 500 ton a day ball mill. We put a gravity circuit on the back of it. Mm. And now we process the high grade shoots yeah. through that mill. Okay. Capture some gold and silver off the gravity, agglomerate the pulp from the mill and throw it on the leach pad. Still no CIL plant, no that leach, no tailings compound, no changing the environmental footprint. Right. But now we're covering more ounces. Okay. Now maybe you go from 65, 70,000 to 75, 80,000 ounces or 85,000 ounces with that little addition that you've done out of cash flow. Yeah. At the same time that you, because you don't forget you've got your geos on site because they've been doing all the modeling, all the work so far. Now with that cash flow, you put your geos back to work and now you go after those 10 kilometers of undrilled strike. You go to sections on our property that have amazing outcrops that have never had a drill hole in them. Mm. You start surface drilling off those, and then you plug some deep holes in to look for the big epithermal carrot underneath or stacked zones. And now you go after that million and a half to two million ounces that people think is there, mm. but you're doing it with cash flow. Interesting. Than, yeah, so. Interesting. And, and, and that's how we do it organically. Then outside that, we go back to the guys we bought it from. Now they've got their mine up in operation. They're doing 75,000 ounces or 85,000 ounces annually. And we say, hey, what does this look like if we come together? We're at 175,000 ounces. We're a mid-tier. People care now. We get a re-rate for that. So we come together. That would, that, that would be interesting. If, you, if you're making money, yeah. if you're mining economically, yeah, pe people would pay attention oh. for sure. That's a, that's, that's a ways off. Um, look, I, Thanks very much for introducing that story to us. That's a new one. I heard you yesterday. I can see why you won that pitch battle. It's you ticked a lot of the boxes for yeah. us that we would look for, and you know, suggest to people that they should look for too yeah. when investing. And um, as a new story, I think people should uh, have a look at you. Excellent. Well, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it, and uh, good luck with the rest of the conversations you're having in London this week. Thanks very much, Matt. Thank Brilliant. you. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.